Ah, Hi. yes. Long time no see. You are a dream Hello and welcome to Left Takes on the EU, a new podcast from the left in the European Parliament about what's going on in Brussels. I'm David Lundy. Coming up in our first episode, to mark May the 1st, International Workers' Day, we look at how Europe's gig economy workers are taking on big tech and fighting for their rights. We'll also be talking to platform workers about conditions in the app economy and we'll get a rundown from French MEP Leila Scheibe on what the EU could do to tackle the problems faced by riders and drivers. And Margarita Silva from Corporate Europe Observatory talks to us about the power of the big tech lobby in Brussels. First up, gig economy companies say they bring flexibility to work whenever you'd like. But workers say they lack basic protections, are denied fair pay and face huge pressures to work whenever the companies demand. Matteo Aletta spoke to Anwar, a Deliveroo rider in Brussels, about conditions in the sector and how platform workers are getting together to fight for change. Hello, my name is Anwar, I'm 29 years old, I'm Belgian of Moroccan descent and I worked for more or less five years for Deliveroo and Uber Eats. I have four older sisters and a brother, so I'm an uncle to two kids and I'm happy, I'm proud. I have endured a lot of failures at school and I, how to put it, lost confidence. So I shut myself away a lot. It's difficult to regain that confidence. I have also spoken to the psychologist about it and I said to her, I feel handicapped being here. And she said to me, no, you're considered a gift. But for me, I do not believe her. Besides, my dream was to join the army because that is what will allow me to live, to realize my dreams, which are martial arts, sports. That's why I wanted to start working for Deliveroo and Uber Eats in 2016, because I thought it would allow me to finance my studies and also finance sport, but I never managed. And then discovered Uber Eats, and then at the time Uber Eats offered us 20 euros per hour. Then they went from the 20 euro to the price of the delivery. It was a disaster because they are the ones who choose the price of the delivery. They are the ones who tell us how to work. We couldn't do anything. We are 100% dependent on the platform. Frankly, there's a lot of abuse. Me, I'm not benefiting from this. Originally, Deliveroo was designed to make extra money at the end of the month or to attract students. But most students don't know about the real working conditions. Often on the road, when it rains, you can't see anything. It's cold. Your hands are soaked and you have to take off your gloves to click on the application, knowing that the algorithm puts enormous pressure on us and pushes us to take streets in the opposite direction to break red lights. Imagine when you're riding, you receive an order at the last minute and you have to accept it because you have a fraction of a second to accept it or otherwise you lose the order and if you lose too many orders, then you get deactivated from the app. Je 
Je pense que si on se bat tous côte à côte, I think if we all fight side by side, because there is strength in unity, we can all succeed together. Without us, these platforms are nothing, because there are millions of us. Because, of course, the platforms are multinationals, but they are not untouchable, and no one should be above the law. Thanks to Matteo for that interview. We'll put a link in the show notes where you can find more information about platform workers and their struggle for rights. And you can also get updates if you look for Coursier en lutte on Instagram and Facebook. Next up, despite several court rulings in various countries and recent changes to the law in Spain, in most EU countries, gig workers aren't seen by the companies they work for as employees, but as freelance contractors. French MEP Leila Shaibi wants to change that, and she's pushing the European Commission to come up with a law to protect gig workers. We spoke to her about her proposals. Hello, my name is Leila Shaibi. I'm a member of the European Parliament. I'm part of the France Insoumise delegation within the left group in the European Parliament, and I'm a member of the Committee of Employment and Social Affairs. These people are officially independent. These workers are officially independent, but when we look more closely, they have none of the benefits of the self-employed. That is to say that they do not have access to labor rights and social protection. These types of contracts are part of what's known as uberization. They give these workers the status of bogus independence. It's wage labor in disguise. This type of contract, called appelle uberization, can be assimilated to the status of faux independent, c'est du salariat déguisé. The platforms have devised a pay system whereby they have people working for them without having to shoulder the responsibilities that go along with that. And so, to put in adéquation the right, there is a legislative chantier that is open within the European Union. And so, to close these loopholes, we started working in the European Union on tackling these ambiguities and fixing the grey zones in the law. Now we are at a crossroad. The European Union is about to legislate on the protection of platform workers. The question is, is the European Commission leaning more towards Hubert's lobbying or on the opposite? I have made a proposal for a directive in that regard. I wrote, after consulting with experts on Uberization, a proposal for a directive that, if it is applied from tomorrow within the framework of the current treaties, would allow platform workers in each EU member state to have access to labour rights and social protection, as well as access to all the directives within the European Union which concern workers. Le bras de fer, il est décisif. Qui va gagner à la fin? C'est soit Uber. It's either Uber, Deliveroo, the big platforms that have millions of dollars, or us, the workers, the vehicle for hired drivers, the food delivery riders, who don't have millions of dollars, but who really care about this cause and their strength in numbers. You can find a link to Leila's proposals for an EU directive on platform work on our website, left.eu, and by following the link in the show notes. Now, Margarita Silva has been tracking big business lobbying in Brussels since 2015, with a focus on the power of big tech. She's a researcher and campaigner at Corporate Europe Observatory, 
a non-profit group that seeks to expose the effects of corporate lobbying on EU policymaking. Margarita sat down with myself and Marcella Villa to talk about the power of big tech in Brussels and what that means for the rules and regulations made in the city. Yeah, I mean, in the EU context, we refer to lobbying when we mean uh, any sort of activity in a professional or organized manner that is seeking to influence either the making of policies or regulations or their implementation. Yeah, actually, right now it's a, it's a period of intense activity because there are quite a lot of different proposals that in one way or another affect big tech. So the biggest one is the twin pack of the Digital Services Act and the Digital Markets Act. We also have others that are coming up, for instance, the artificial intelligence proposals, and you have the platform workers directive that will come later in the year and it could be quite important as well to guarantee adequate rights to the, to the workers or so platforms like Uber, Deliveroo and others like that. We've seen that the, the big five, so that's Google, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, and Microsoft. And right now, they are the biggest, the biggest block of companies uh, by lobbying budget. Altogether, the five are declaring currently a, a aggregated total of 19 million euros. What they're doing is that they're defending their business model. They're defending the bottom line. Ultimately, they want to prevent regulatory intervention that could lead to their business model to be affected, that their structure could be broken up as well. I think very importantly is, is the impact overall that the narrative of big tech has on these things. You know, the, the narrative of moving fast and breaking things, innovation above all else, it's almost becoming dogma. What we are seeing is that by moving fast and breaking things, what has been broken is actually labor rights. What has been broken is actually democracy. And we have put innovation in such a standard that we don't even ask anymore what innovation are we protecting by destroying labor rights? Who is doing this innovation and who does it benefit? Uh, because right now, innovation is basically used to cover anything. All of the guaranteed rights that the unions have fought for, they are being questioned because we're suddenly accepting this, this innovation above all else uh, principle. You'll find a link to research on the big tech lobby in Brussels in the show notes, and you can follow Margarita and the CEO team's work at corporateeurope.org. That's all from us for this episode. Thanks for listening to our first show. Whether you loved or hated us, tell us what you think on Twitter at left underscore EU. We'll be back next month with more left takes on the EU. In the meantime, keep on fighting.